0: welcome to our GLOW podcast. My name is Lauren Martin. GLOW is a registered charity giving life opportunities to women of all ages. In this podcast we talk about topics that matter to you including mental health and each week we will have a surprise guest. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Kelly Forbes and I'm the office manager at Glow. Today I'm going to be interviewing Cara Clark, who is our fabulous founder and CEO of <laughs> Glow, giving life opportunities to women. Thank you so much, Cara, for joining us. You're so and welcome, and, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Cara. So
1: uh, my name is Cara Clark, as most of you know, and um, I am the founder and CEO of Glow. Uh, I think i um, Introducing myself like that I would have struggled with before you know to say oh this is me you know but I think uh, that's a part <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we song there I think that's part of my identity um and it's taken me a while to embrace that and say that this is who I am um it's not just who I am yeah but it's part of who I am so yeah that's me so mm-hmm. if you could describe yourself in three words what would you say just three words okay yeah um I would say that I am energetic most Mm -hmm. of the time um I'm determined and I'm a visionary
0: definitely I would definitely agree with all of those thanks outside of glow outside of the normal business hours what kind of things do you get up to well, I'll give you a
1: random fact about me. Um, my name, obviously, is Cara, and it's spelt C-H-A-R-A. Mm-hmm. It looks like Chara, <laughs> or Shara, so I've got that for 40 years of my life. People have called me that. Um, so now that you get to know me, my name is Cara. Yep, it is spelled C-H-A-R-A, but it's actually Greek for joy. Ooh. So my dad is a pastor, and he was studying Greek back in the day. So he decided to come up with this lovely name, Cara, Um, and spelt it weirdly um so back then people didn't want to have weird names you know now nowadays it's like the weirder the name the better yeah but whenever i was growing up it wasn't so i would have got called chara i knew my brother started calling me chara chubby (laughs) cheeks so he did when i was younger as well so that's what i got um so but it actually is greek for joy so that's why so I used to come home from school and go daddy why did you call me Cara because everybody calls me Chara in school and I used to say well you tell them that it's Greek for joy and that it's different and unique so uh, again it has taken me a long time to embrace my name so it is Greek for joy so I think that yes I bring joy to people's lives as well yes
0: (laughs) you definitely do Some of my fondest me- memories, I think, on staff is, like, whenever we have our wee outings and Christmas dinners, like, Cara is, like, this, the first person straight to the dance floor. Yeah. Shoes off. Doesn't matter who's out there. Um, just, yeah, she could spend the whole night on the dance floor, even by herself. Yeah, without a drink. Without an alcoholic <laughs> yeah, drink.
1: Yep. Just let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose that's some of the things that I do like to do outside of work as well is... Um, I like dancing. I don't go out dancing all the time. You know, I don't have that much freedom to go out and dance all the time. But, you know, if I get out with my friends, you know, or things like that, just like to go out for meals with um, friends and family, have a wee dance or just sit and listen, relax um, with some music. Um, I also attend church as well. So I have got a group of birds that we have weekly Bible studies with. Um, so just things like that, really, you know, outside of work. And as, again, it took me a while to... Um, separate work from my personal life because developing Glow over the years has been a big part of my life so at at one point in my life it was all about Glow and I forgot what I liked outside of it so yeah Mm. I think the more that I've went on I've realized for me to be um, a better leader within Glow I need to be able to take that time outside of Glow as well that's very very important.
0: Yeah. Good insight. Thanks. Um, so you sound like you're a very extroverted person, okay. uh, very <laughs> socially uh, involved. And um, how have you found like not being able to interact with people?
1: Um, so at this point in time, with the lockdown, then um, not being able able to interact with people face to face with groups, um, yeah, it was a struggle at the start. I think. It was more of a struggle. How do I, as a leader, as a manager, support the staff? So that was difficult at the at the very start. Um, so I suppose having Zoom and having phone calls and having FaceTime, it's been constant having to do it that way. But it can be very draining doing yeah. it that way. And I'm very... Um, how would you describe it like use my hands when I'm yeah. talking um, you know I'm very about looking at people in the eye um, eye contact um, all about the body language so that's the type of person I am as an extrovert yeah. I'm very loud as well when I talk too <laughs> as I've been told on the phone in the office to keep, keep it quiet um, so I think as well because I'm not a very organised person I just like to go with the flow I've had to be more organised yeah. to be able to be in contact with the staff and to support the staff. So, yeah, it was a struggle at the start, but 8 weeks in, I think I'm getting the hang of it just
0: about now. <laughs> Brilliant. So, tell us a little bit about how Glow got started. Um, I believe you were out interacting with people mm-hmm. whenever you started to kind of get this idea. So, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so
1: probably around 2008 or something like that. I suppose the idea started to come into my mind um or I started to see the need back then. So I, I've been brought up within um, a family that has been involved within the community. My dad is a pastor, but he's very much involved within the community set up a community organization back in 1989, working with young people um, who were involved in paramilitaries and, and drugs. So to get them out of that. Um, so I've had that influence. My mom set up um, a play group as well, a community play group. So I've always had that influence in my life of supporting people within the community and, um, So that was always instilled in me, you know, from a very young age. Um, So I was working in Hobby Horse Playgroup back then. um, And I was also a leader within the church working with women. So I've always worked with women. Um, It was never something that I thought I wanted to do, but it was just put upon me, I suppose, um, because of, you know, my position and and what I was doing. So we started putting on family programs and parent toddlers for the, the play group and then also within the church setting as well we were doing women's outreach within for women within the community so we were doing like Christmas dinners fashion shows mm-hmm. um, pamper sessions, sometimes we were getting about 100 women coming out wow. there pamper nights so this was all just on a voluntary basis um, and it was really from that that I saw the need, you know having conversation with women from whatever side of the community come from either the Falls or the Shankill or wherever it was Started to realize that it doesn't matter what community you come from, what background you come from, women have got issues with their confidence and their self esteem mm-hmm. and talking about who they are. And there was a lot of negative talk from women, you know, and, I, and it used to really get to me. And I'm like, just something didn't sit right with yeah. me when I hear women talking negatively about themselves. So I started to realize, no, something needs to be done about this. There's a need. These women are suffering. They don't have much hope. And then that's just going to be a vicious cycle where the mummies are thinking that way, and then that's going to be passed on to the young people. Wow. So I saw a need, and I thought, okay, I've got this, I see this need, what am I going to do about it? So what did you do about it, Cara? So what I did um, was I just started talking about it. I started talking about it to, you know, just my friends and the, the women that I knew that ha- were, were thought the same as me, yeah. you know, um, having conversations about it. Um, so one woman, Alex, latimer um you know she was trained to be a counselor at the time she's my dad's cousin she was very much involved within the community she had um you know her background was you know with mental health and um, things like that you know so she was very much passionate about supporting women and empowering women as well so myself and her just got together we started talking about how do we do this didn't really have a clue what we were doing but we just started asking people um making phone calls um setting up meetings just to go and start to ask how do we go about doing this so I set up a charity back in 2011 called it blow set up a bank account got a couple of women together um to come on the committee and you know that's how I started to get it going
0: brilliant so at the start you set up the charity you had Alex alongside of you um What other skills or training did you um, need to to take on board, you know, to fill the needs of the community? Yeah, well, whenever I look back, I can see sort of like opportunities that came
1: along at the right time. Um, So I was introduced to somebody um, called Leah McStravick, who was a life coach. So I didn't really hear much about life coaching before, I didn't really know what it was. I think it was a very American thing. Yes, definitely. Back then probably <laughs> still is. Um so I done some training with Leah um over the the couple of years. Um I'd done my level three life coaching and then went on and done level five life coaching and from that I was able to use those life coaching skills to be able to develop the programmes, the personal development programmes that we use today for the women and the girls. So you know it was like I, I saw an opportunity and I took it yeah um and that opened up more doors you know after taking that training and then I also realized as well that I need to do a bit of training on being a leader and being a manager within an organization so I took the training with Nikfa, um level five in leadership and management um and then I went and done the um the degree the wasn't a degree what was it in the social enterprise of Jordan. Jordan's a diploma. Yeah, an advanced diploma in social enterprise mm-hmm. business as well because within our charity, they are setting up the social enterprise, You yeah. Glow Girls. So again, it was seeing the opportunity and the need and, and just going and, and learning. And I think as a leader, we should always be wanting to learn. Absolutely. So um it's, it's looking at, don't take everything on, but look at those things that you de- do need to learn and go and train on it and learn more.
0: Absolutely. I think that's so inspiring that, You were in a position where you were already like a founder and um, a creator of a new business, and yet... You were still humble enough and recognized that you needed growth in mm-hmm. certain areas. And I think a lot of people can get caught in this trap of, oh, well, I've arrived. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the boss now. I I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely inspires a lot of people to recognize, like, it's okay to continue education. It's okay to continue mm-hmm. to get those extra um training that you need so um if anybody out there is listening and maybe you're thinking of starting an -hmm. organization or a business or trying something new like don't be afraid to get um training and learn new things
1: and don't think that you have to know it all at the very start you know like I mean I didn't know what I wanted to be whenever (laughs) I grew up everybody always says what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I didn't know what I wanted mm. to be. Um, I always just knew that I liked to help people. Yeah. Again, because it was instilled in me, you know, from, from my parents. So I would always say, look, at what are you passionate about? What do you want to change? And then, you know, take it from there and let yeah. it grow and develop from there. You don't need to know it all because you're never going to know yeah. it all. So learn as you go along as well. You know, I always say when I started Glow, I, I was just winging it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really didn't have a clue. Um, But I just... You know, I was proactive
0: in what I was doing and I was willing to learn and grow and develop from it. So what have you learned along the way? Is there anything that stands out um, that you would want to share?
1: Yeah, I think I've learned to look
0: at, uh, I think what's very important
1: is to look at your strengths and weaknesses as a, a leader um so I've I've learned to embrace my strengths yeah you know I think you know even as women I don't know if it's a northern Ar- an Irish thing or something like that where it's like you don't want to say what you're good at um but I've learned to say no these are my qualities mm-hmm. and these are my strengths but I've also got weaknesses and I don't have to be good at those weaknesses I just have to find the right people to come alongside and fill those gaps and that is what is what me- makes Glow work and makes Glow a good organisation because it's not about me Mm -hmm. you know it's about us as a team because I've got strengths but I've also got weaknesses you know and then other people come along and they bring their strengths, Absolutely, you know, and that's what makes a strong organization and what makes a good team, what makes the dream team.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> like, don't be afraid to um, bring people alongside you who mm-hmm. are going to fill in those gaps and um, don't be intimidated. You yeah. know, we would say definitely to anybody, don't be intimidated to bring other people around you who have mm-hmm. skills that you don't have, because that at the end of the day, that's what's going to be best for the organization for the participants, um, for the community. So yeah. um, one last question for you, Cara. Where do you see GLOW in three, five, ten <laughs> years' time?
1: So just before all this happened with the lockdown, we had got a three-year business plan, mm-hmm. and part of that was to develop GLOW out in the other communities um, across Northern Ireland. We'd already made contacts up in Antrim. We'd already made contacts in Portadown, um, and we were also looking at Dairy London Dairy as well. Um, so just before this lockdown happened, we were starting to go out and, you know, and to do that. And I was like, oh, my goodness, no, what's going to happen? You know, we can't fulfill those. But now, again, I always come back to what are the opportunities? Yeah. So the opportunities now is bring everything online and we can still reach more people. So over this period of time, we're learning our new skills to put everything online so we can reach other people and then once we come out of this lockdown, whatever way that's going to look, we can stay and pick up yeah. and use our new skills to develop those relationships and take GLOW out. So part of our bigger plan yeah, is to have GLOW out around Northern Ireland and Ireland um, and have re- reach more women and girls within communities across Northern Ireland. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great.
0: So for those of you who are listening, I don't know that we even touched on this, but GLOW stands for giving life opportunities to women. So at the core of everything that we do, that is what we're trying to encourage women is that believe in yourself, have the confidence, have your self-esteem built back up. What is it that you're passionate about and how can we help you Find those opportunities that are out there for you Mm -hmm. to succeed and and to discover your true potential and your true purpose in Mm -hmm. life. So, Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for your time today, Cara. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we close? Yeah, just that,
1: um, you know, it's okay to feel fear at times, it's okay to be afraid, you know, but don't allow that to define you and don't allow that to hold you back. You know, even at times I do feel inadequate and I do have fears. um, you know, with, I suppose, linking in with bigger organisations. Sometimes I feel inadequate as as a leader, but I don't let that stop me. I still push through and can still continue to do it. So, yeah, just don't allow your fears to hold you back and to define you. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And Alex Latimer used to always say, what's the worst that can happen? you know you do something you might feel a bit wick, but so what you know life goes on you feel wick, but you move on and you do it anyway so there you go find the right people and get the right people around you They encourage you and empower you
0: and you can go places do it anyways yeah. <laughs> all right well that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our Glow podcast and stay tuned to see who's on next week yeah thank you bye